looking for a podcast about nothing, then you are definitely in the right spot. Join Ross Peterson and Mark Charter each week as they discuss life, current events, and the things you are not allowed to talk about at work. Okay, hang on, because here we go. This is Ross and Mark, Jump the Shark. Jump the Shark is sponsored by Charterhouse Real Estate. Charterhouse can help you save thousands when you sell, and we can help you buy your next home as well. Google Charterhouse to see hundreds of great reviews or learn more about us at charterhouseiowa.com. Now here is the show. I can feel it all the way down in my plums. Quite the weekend, Ross, to uh, feel it down in your plums. Oh, dude, you feel a lot of things in your plums. This, this is the Valentine's Day episode, Ross. Oh, oh, I was thinking of the cold. I was thinking that, of how well, cold that, it was. That this, too. This, this gives you an idea of where our brains are on a, on a given moment. We're going to find Mark's out, too. Like, Mark's like, oh, yeah, Valentine's Day. That means we're going to do some loving. And I'm all I'm thinking of is, it's going to be like nine below. Have you ever seen, uh, what's the... Inside Out, the, the the Pixar. I no, I know what you're talking about, but I've not seen one it. of the characters in there is like the gloom. <laughs> yeah, so I uh, for some reason when you said when you said this week we're gonna feel it in our plums this weekend. The only thing I could think of is oh, it's so cold. I don't. Uh, I'm not gonna get a lot of love this weekend. I don't think. Now, to be fair. To our loyal listener, my wife. I got a lot of living. <laughs> to our loyal listener. <laughs> last last weekend, dude, it was like, uh, you ever have those moments, and if you don't, you just lie to me about it, where, like, for a brief moment in time, you enter honeymoon phase again? Yeah. It happened. We'd be banging. Yeah. But now Aunt Flo's packed her bags and is heading into town, and I, I imagine the wife that, is starting to show I imagine me. that Katie loves when you talk about this stuff. I imagine she loves it. Do you, her face is getting red. Right, I can as, see it as, as we speak. <laughs> see it as she listens. Yeah. Um, all right. Yeah. So no. Yeah, okay. I do. I do know. I'm glad to hear that that's the case because we we do that too. We have. You, that's a good sign. These, I'm 42. You have these phases where all of a sudden you're like, 40. oh man, this is this is fun again. Oh, this is amazing. Not that it wasn't ever not fun, but you're. She's had, she's enjoying. I tell my it. wife, and I I view this as such a huge compliment. I don't know if she views it the same way, but I I've, I've told her before because we've been together since I was seventeen years old. I'm now forty two, so you can do the math. I think that's twenty five years all together. And I've told her before. I said I still like having sex with you. I mean, a quarter of a century of banging, and <laughs> I'm still still good with it. I I will say Mark, I'm in that same boat. Aaron and I have been together for not since we were 17, but for 23 years now. Uh yeah, I and I I want to have sex with her every morning and every night. Like I that's I, I mean, shouldn't they be flattered, Ross? They're I mean, not they're not flattered at all by it. They're they don't completely care. Completely disgusted and turned off and it's like gross. We've done that. Uh, okay, I understand. You're, it's not impressive. This is this is everyone's reminder, by the way. We'll get this uh, released today. By, by, I'm not a big fan of the flowers. They're so overrated and overpriced th- this weekend. Something, though, you know, if you're with somebody and you know something they like, it's not a bad idea to get them something, is it? No, it's a really good idea to get them something if you know. It's a token. I mean, it is. I'll agree with the fact that flowers are dumb. Flowers are really dumb. I'm, I am not a huge fan of 
cards unless you are writing an actual personal message inside of it. You don't like the uh, Happy Valentine's where the message is written for you, Ross, and then, they and then you name. sign your name. Yeah, love, so-and-so. Yeah. So caring. This, this took no thought. Flowers die. They, they are, they're pretty for a moment, but they're expensive, and then they die. Yep. Uh, but yeah, I feel like candy and maybe a, a note, and then occasionally Aaron and I used to buy gifts for each other on Valentine's Day, but we have not done that in a long time, and normally there's a conversation. In fact, it'll probably happen tonight. At some point in the evening, Aaron will kind of give me a look, and she'll be like, uh, hey, we're just not going to do Valentine's for each other, right? I'll mm-hmm. be like, I'm good with that. We'll shake hands and part ways. And will you ever go back on that and sneak something in? She would be the one that would do that. Okay. Yeah, I wouldn't. I I, I wouldn't. She, and and I don't think she does it maliciously. I think it's just that she'll see something that all of a sudden she's like, "Oh, Ross would like that." So I'll get the board. This might be the worst combo of factors in the history of all of our Valentine's Day. Literally, I remember going to um, Heartball a few years ago, which is always right around Valentine's Day. It's the charitable event for okay. the American Heart Association. Okay big gala type of a thing and uh, or do you say gala that's one of those words people say differently it's funny i was saying that word a lot this morning ironically were you i was i was saying that word a lot gala or gala i was saying it both ways depending on <laughs> who i was around <laughs> okay all right i say gala um but this was a few years ago i couldn't it's four years whatever and it was would have been on saturday night right around valentine's day maybe even on valentine's day and it was close to 70 degrees out i mean it was no coat needed when you showed up um, and then the next year, it was really, really nice during Heartball. This is the worst combination of factors ever. Valentine's is on Sunday night, which is the night people don't want to do squat. They just want to be home and getting ready for the new week. And then it's the Ice Age. Well, and we got a pandemic. And a pandemic. I mean, like, this, this, is, this is the worst Valentine's is. Day in the history of the world. Sandwiched and compounded and multiplied. Yeah. Yeah, so I, you know, baby, you're listening to this. We ain't going nowhere. <laughs> and it's like, well, we'll find something to, to watch on TV. And Aaron and I usually are, I mean, like, we might make a deal where next Wednesday we'll go to Ohana. You know, we like we like the Wednesday night uh, steak and shrimp special at Ohana. Yeah. So maybe we'll do that, and that'll be our Valentine's yeah. Day thing. So not too big. I think, I think you and I, by the way, uh, we like, <clears throat> I'm choking on lettuce. I had a rap. Getting choked up thinking about that Valentine's Day. I had a rap right before we started, and a piece of lettuce found its way into my throat. So anyway. And now into all of our ears. I'm sorry, man. I'm not a professional, Ross. You're the pro that does this. Yep. I think think you and I. Tried to sniffle. I think you and I potentially had our worst week together so far since we've known each other. Uh, You got a little bit mad at me on Sunday night when you were at my house. I didn't get mad at you on Sunday. Wait, you night. wanted what are you to fight me. About? You wanted to fight me. You wanted to wrestle, and you didn't think I. Was, you didn't think I was taking you seriously. You stop it. And yep. then you followed it up with uh, we had our first disagreement, and it was about work this week. And I think oh, I think you want I think all. you wanted to punch me. Gosh, you are boy. You're going to be really disappointed when I finally do want to punch you. <laughs> uh, uh, no, not at all, man. No, the the I don't the the weekend thing. Yeah, I, I was trying to be very sincere with you. And you thought I was. You I were don't take to, that very well. By the way, you might, have, you might have noticed. I noticed that, and that, and and yeah, you were being a. Jackass. This is this is how it works. Ross could come up to me and say something like, "Man, I just want to tell you, I really love you, man," and and he could mean it, hundred percent sincerity. When right? I say that, I mean it, and I. And, and my I, response and would be that. something along the lines of, "Oh, you love me? Oh, you love me? Oh, you just want to touch it? Huh? You want to? You, you, you want, want, oh, so you do want to huh? picture my wiener? Want to picture my wiener? I'll send it to you." Yeah, that's how we roll. Yeah. And I am, am trying to just say, hey, man, thanks a lot, Mark. Appreciate I think it was. I think you were a little frustrated by that. 
Yeah, I will give you that one. No, the <laughs> thing this the thing this week I was mad at myself. I was I I I was mad at myself and um yeah, anyway, that's what that is. Not mad at you. It is it, that is what it is and I uh We learn lessons, don't we? I know that if you could have changed something there to put that more into my favor or what I was hoping for, you could have. It's not your fault. It's not your fault for calling balls and strikes. I don't. I don't get mad at the umpire. I get I mean, mad you, that you, I. It's not I my, get mad that I swing and miss. Yeah, I mean, I'm going to call balls and strikes. You get mad if I call uh, a, a ball a strike or a strike ball. I don't think I was doing that in this case. No, no, and I don't. Not, so I, I you know, was not. I wondered when you said we had our worst week. I'm like, what is here's the here's about? the trade off that I always think about. Like as a broker, as an owner of a business, like I care about my people here. I really do. They mean a lot to me. I'm happy they're here, and I want their back. And I want everybody to understand that I have their back, right? But they also have to be right. Yeah. You know what I mean? Well, it's like, oh, you need to go to bat for me. Well, not when you're wrong. I'm not going to go to bat for you. I'm going to tell you, no, you were wrong. And, and that was fine. And I'm not picking on you. I'm not saying you were wrong about something. I'm ta- talking in generalities. Like when people want you to have your back no matter what. Yeah. Like, no. no, that's not how this, that's not how, that's not how love works. No. First of all, in, in any way. You know? Um, yeah, the... the uh, no, I didn't. You are going to be, um, I think, disappointed because Mark, I I'm trying to think where where I'm where I was going here with this. With the, you know, when I when I get upset with people, um, it's changed a lot lately because I think I get mad about totally different things. Like, I think I have a better perspective on what to actually get upset about. Yeah. you know what I mean. I, a lot of times in my life, people are like, oh, I, you got to be pissed off about blah. And uh, and it's like, man, I didn't even thought about it. Mm-hmm. Hadn't even thought about that. And then you say the things that you're mad about, and people are like, oh, I didn't even know that was something in your brain. So when you, like, no, those things in, in this past week, uh, I have the, that, I don't, that's not even stuff that gets me upset because it, it like, what's the point? You know what I mean? I have I have I have stuff in my life to be mad about. <laughs> I have stuff in my life to be concerned about and keep me up at night. I'm not going to create other stuff. You know, I can be disappointed in something that happened and and move on, but that's not me being angry or, or lashing out in any stretch. Were you mad at KK when she gave you your new nickname? She's sitting here listening. So, my new nickname. What's my new nickname? They're they're both looking at each other like they don't know what I'm talking about. Baby oh, yeah. baby biceps. No, I think that's kind of funny actually. <laughs> We have this. Should, we have, we should have this, I be mad about it? We have this that, ongoing debate I mean, I know here at the not, office. I know it's not a term of endearment, but I'm not. <laughs> no, I'm not mad about but we, it. We've got this. Is funny, by the way. We've got this. This is funny. The other day, so we've got this ongoing debate here at the office about what shirt Ross should wear, what size. And Ross is. A, I'm a large. I'm a large shirt guy. And KK and I and others have been like, Ross, you're not a large shirt guy. Ross is not the exact same size as me. I'm wearing a large. And Ross is like, I don't like it clinging to me. So the other day, you come in here, and you've got, you're trying on a large shirt, and you show it to me, and then you go try to medium. It's like, the large is better, wasn't it? Like, no, dude. There is still plenty of room in that medium. You just have a problem mentally about mediums for whatever reason. 
But they fit you better. It's not mentally. It's not. It's not. KK a says mental, they fit you better. I, I say a, they fit you better. Yes, they do. I do not care what KK thinks about how my T-shirt fits, or what you think, or what John thinks about how my T-shirt. You fits. would never ask another human their opinion if that was true. No. Do you know why? Because it's what's comfortable on me. I don't care what your what, when you look at me and you go, oh man, that shirt's baggy. We care you or care about you and love you, Ross. I, mean, I know you do. Do you, you want do you want to be walking around like a slob? But what I don't care about is other people's opinions of of, of things like that, of, of of whether my shirt is the right size or not. When I put the medium on, and I okay, it, not because of my giant pectorals. It is tight in my armpits. It's tight in my, I can feel every move Dude, I make. I am literally wearing a large right now, the same size shirt you had, the same shirt. And, and yeah, I have plenty of room and in my that's pits. That's why Dude. I wear a large because I like that extra room when I move around. I can tell right now the t-shirt I'm wearing is a large because it's baggy. It's roomy. My, I don't feel like my armpits are being squeezed. All I'm saying is you're like, you're the guy that buys magnums and doesn't need them. That's it. It's, sure. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, absolutely. You feel good when the checker gives you that wink. Like, <laughs> boy. There you go. You're right. You've caught me, Mark. Enjoy it's it. That, it's that ego boost I get when I buy a large shirt. <laughs> the girl <laughs> with the American me. eagle checking you out <laughs> going, oh, you wear a large, huh? It's the ego boost I get from putting on a large shirt and having KK call me baby biceps. You've nailed it. Damn it. I have nailed it. I think uh, we've, we've all got to figure out. This is what this program is about, Ross. It's about getting to the bottom of things apparently it's about fleshing things out it is now my question to you because it's our valentine's day show and because your wife doesn't listen i can't take tests like this but i think you can are you willing to take a quiz today uh <laughs> this is called the true love test well if we get into deep water i'll i'll raise my hand now this is something people can play along at home they can decide how they would answer these questions but I figured... Uh, don't play it. KK's saying don't play it. Is that what you're saying? Ross. Oh, yeah, I, that's why I asked him, KK, if he could do this, right? You're going to get him in big doo-doo. Well, only if your wife would hear this and she doesn't listen. So, I, I, to be fair, I haven't read through the questions yet. Why, yeah, of course you have because KK knows them apparently. No, 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 no. I was looking at some ones earlier and asking her a couple, but those, those were dopey. They were dopey questions. This one's a little if bit you more, ask this me one's one a little that, bit more If you serious. ask me one that I, won't, that I don't I want swear to God, if the first question is, does she like anal, we'll stop. <laughs> All right? We'll just call her quits at that point. All right? We've got an eject button. It's fine. All right, here you go, Ross. Solve this love equation. <laughs> Okay, love equation. The level of emotional closeness between you and your partner most closely equals the physical distance between a warm tongue and a frozen lamppost, you and the distance you can throw a stone, or the north and south pole. All right. Emotional closeness. Okay, go, go through that again. That, that was, that's a lot to unpack there. Go through that question one more time. A me. tongue and a pole would be very no, no, close no, no. together. I got the answers. I got the answers. Give me the question. The level of emotional closeness most closely, closely resembles okay. which distance? The level of emotional closeness. Uh, I, I'd, I'd say the th stones throw. The, okay. middle, the middle one. All right. I mean, we're not. Your answer is locked in. Okay. Crying in front of your partner is 
Totally natural and comfortable. He or she is always ready with a hug, tissue, and some comforting words. A little uncomfortable since you're not really at ease being so vulnerable, but your partner would probably try to do what he or she could to make you feel better. Or awkward, embarrassing for you, uh, for you at least. Crying for you is rare and as elusive as the dodo, unlikely to be seen again. No, it's the the first one is the best of those three answers. Totally natural and comfortable. I mean, I've I've cried in front of my wife. She's cried in front of me. Okay, uh, but but the second part of that answer is kind of the weird part. It's like they're because, ready with that comforting yeah, word because you're crying. It, you're there with a comforting. Sometimes you're sometimes you're crying because we have to accept that there's some uh, there's, there, there's some some issues with some of these answers. They're yeah, not perfect. Yeah, yeah, they're yeah, not but, written but, but A is the best answer there. Sure. Okay. When there's a problem to be discussed in your relationship, such as not spending enough time together, sex life is missing that spark, etc. Uh, you and your partner get together and talk things over and don't stop until you find a solution. You hope that the situation will resolve on its own, but if it continues, you both swallow your discomfort and talk about it. You both skirt around and avoid the issue, or maybe you let your frustrations uh, about it in the other passive-aggressive subtle ways, ways that are unlikely to actually resolve the situation, or you avoid it like an 18-wheeler barreling down at you on the highway. <laughs> one or both of you has a tendency to tiptoe okay, am around. I right, am I right here that there were actually four answers for this one? Okay, yep. because I thought So that, summarizing it, uh, uh, you get together and you talk it over. Yeah, 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 you I hope it. it will resolve and you still yeah, talk. Yeah. You skirt around it yep. or you avoid completely. Uh, we're somewhere between C and D Okay. on that. What would you like me to check here, Ross? C. All right, we went with C. Is Katie doing selfies? I don't know. Is she? Okay. I apologize. Hopefully the people at home like t- hearing you take this quiz. I don't like hearing me take this we're, quiz. We're 16% done, Ross. Oh, okay. boy. You and your partner are contestants on a relationship game show. Okay. Where you we've answer. Done, we've, we've done this. Where you answer questions to see how well you know each other. We've done this. We won the game show. Everything from quirks and favorite colors, blah, blah, blah. Okay. How would you fare is the question. We would. We'd win. All we've right. We've done it. We've done it. And we've, we've been cleaning it. up the competition. My yes. partner and I know each other like peanut butter nose jelly. Yep. All right, we'll just go with that. What's, what are the other answers, just so I know? It wouldn't be a clean sweep. We have some secrets and surprises in the store for one another, or our scoreboard would probably show something close to zero. We So we competed in a thing like this one time. Uh, one of my friends that's a stand-up comedian used to do a tour with a guy that this was one of the things. He would like play this game at bars where he would do newlywed game, and he'd bring yeah. couples up and then send the guy away. Send all the guys to the back of the bar or, to, yep. or outside the bar and ask the ladies a bunch of questions. You know, t- typical yep. newlywed game stuff. Uh, and Aaron and I, the one of the couples, and one, one time when we did this, another couple cheated and we still beat them. Oh, wow. Yeah. So this would be an example. Like real quick, KK doesn't have her mic, so I'll relay the answers here. KK, t- what is Travis's toothbrush color and what color underwear is he wearing today? Do you know? A gold tan toothbrush. She actually seemed to know that one and yeah. guessed black undies. Does he have a lot of black underwear? Is that the go-to? Uh, black, gray, and blue. Okay. All right. I bet she would know a lot. The underwear question would be a really... The underwear one's really My hard. wife would never know unless she saw me because I got a wide variety I do of too. Styles. I have crazy... Yeah. Mine was uh, yesterday I wore unicorn underwear. There's a Bill Murray line. He says, uh, I rarely wear underwear. And when, when I, I do, do, it's usually something, something unusual. Yeah. I love that line. All right, Ross, in the final round of the relationship game, yes, you made it. The host has a new challenge. Your partner has been hidden somewhere in his or her hometown, and in order to win the game, you need to locate them. You're only provided with a map, transportation, and one clue. Your partner is hidden in a location that has sentimental value to her. Would you be able to pull off a win? Yes. 
So the first answer is, of course, I could even do a blindfolded. Yep. I would know exactly I, where my I, partner I was. I know where she is right now. Awesome. We like that. Hey, we like we like that answer because it's, it's short and we can move forward. So here's the deal. If it's in her hometown, Aaron grew up in a tiny hometown. St. Charles, Iowa yeah, is, a not map, much there. is a map dot. And if it's something sentimental there, uh, then it's going to be her grandma's house. And yep. that, that's super easy. Yeah. Choose the best construction metaphor for the degree of emotional intimacy in your relationship, Ross. Okay. Uh, two cement walls. Whatever is behind our tough exterior is still unknown. We're like drywall. There's a little bit of distance and mystery between us, but it would be easy to break down. Or we're like two shiny windows. We can see right into each other's souls. <laughs> That's ridiculous. <laughs> These questions are so dumb. Uh, I would say the drywall one. Okay. Um, the, listen. You never know people. You th anybody that is sitting there thinking, well, I know my partner, man. I know, I know what they're thinking. I know There's always mysteries. You, always you, mysteries. You're probably lying to yourself about that, right? So I, the drywall one seems to be the best one. Okay. Do you feel comfortable being the real you around your partner? Faults and all. Yes. Okay, your choices are absolutely kind of or not at all. We'll Ab go with absolutely. Absolutely. I think, that, I think the key to that is I, I fart whenever I want. That's true. I, yeah. And I don't. What type of entertainment... Does the romance in your relationship most resemble the mushiest of romantic novels, blah, blah, blah? No. A suspense-filled action movie where nothing happens for a while, but things build up, blah, blah, blah? Or a rerun where we do the same old thing every time. There's no surprises or mystery anymore. <laughs> none of those. You got to choose, no, Ross. It, none of those. What was the middle one that you said? A suspense-filled action movie. All right, so it's prof. It's either going to be two or three if I have to pick one of those. You do. Um, I, I think I would go more with the routine because Aaron and I got kind of joke about this groundhog day effect of our life right now that every day kind of seems to be the same over and over and over. And we're, we're, we're locked in the same walls. Yeah. We're having the same conversations. We're seeing we're the same people. We're going with the rerun, right? Yeah. Okay. You're away on business or on a vacation for the next three weeks and darn it, you really miss your partner. How do you express them to him or her? Uh, a post on Facebook, Twitter, a heartfelt text, email, or card. A phone call that ends with a cat and mouse game of you hang up first. No, you hang up first. Jesus. Having a, are so bad. having a gift delivered to him or her. Or I don't. I'll see him when I get back. No biggie. <laughs> Three. KK would lose her ever-loving mind. Three. <laughs> I just did that to her. What? The I, phone call. I thought I just talked to you and I got back. Yeah, I didn't. Uh, phone call? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. You guys should have known that. I didn't know that. All right. Um, here you go. You and your partner have been going through a bit of a dry spell. Sex just isn't fun and the fireworks and fireworks worthy anymore. How would you get the fires burning again? Romantic bubble bath, candlelight dinner, aphrodisiac food, kinky accessories, blah. Buy a few books on how to spark things up. I wouldn't take any drastic steps unless it became a serious problem. Or I wouldn't do anything special. All couples go through it. No need to force the magic if it isn't there right now. Uh, my answer to this is C, and that's probably unfortunate, and it's it's, it's probably the wrong answer, and maybe the <laughs> the reason that uh, I appreciate you answering this. The next one's going to be even better. Go ahead and say it, but I'm like, oh, this is why Ross is a great host on the radio. He will answer these. KK, if, if I was asking KK these exact same questions, she would have done the radio cutoff sign. Oh yeah, a while no, back. Cut it. I mean, nope, nope. nope. Dude, this is life. Cut it. I mean, cut it. Right. She is, to be fair, she's in a different phase. You haven't been married very long, a couple years, so. All your answers should be, it's great, all the time. Thumbs up. All right, Ross, here you go. 
this is the one that could get you in trouble. Okay, here we go. Your sex life most resembles a celebration, lots of fireworks, maybe a little booze and a whole lot of fun. A game of chess. Every move is strategic and well-practiced, but there isn't much excitement or passion. A long, arduous road trip where someone keeps asking, are we there yet? <laughs> An Argentine tango. Every move is sensual, passionate, and very caliente. Or a blank page. Nothing much to see here. Man, I don't like those. Which, wait, KK just chimed in. What? Which one? Uh-oh, she, you were giving us your answer there? She did. What was it? Uh-oh, and she's not going to give it to us again. Oh, oh, oh she was answering for Ross. What did you say for me? D? Which one was D? D was the Argentine tango. That one, Kika? No, I meant blank. Oh, she meant a blank page. Nothing much to see here. Oh, uh, yeah. All right, Ross, which one? So celebration? I don't like any of those. I don't think any. It's. What's that? Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. KK has two young children at home. Blank pages are answered. Nothing much to see here. Uh, we'll get back to you in six man, months. Mark, KK. I don't. You, you're gonna because I know I've got to pick one. I kept waiting for one that I felt like was was better than than what I was hearing there. Can you go through them for me again? A celebration. Yeah. Fireworks all the time. A game of chess. Yep. Every move is laid out. Long arduous road trip. Are we there yet? That's yeah, that. That's funny. An but. Argentine tango. Sensual. Passionate. Uh, right. Or a blank page. Okay. I. I I'd say probably closer to chess. Most resembles is the I'd, question. I'd huh? say of all those, and again, I'm, I don't think any of this is perfect, but again, we're 22 years together. Yeah. You know each other's moves. You know where you know, the, the rook's right, moving. Exactly right. You know, know where she, her know, opening I, pawn I, I move's going to be. I know when to get out of the way. I know when, right, right. So I think that that's, it's more like, that's what I'd, that's how I'd answer that one. But it, if I could write my own answers into these, this would okay. be a lot more fun of a game. I'm sorry, it's not fun for you. But it's, you know, it is what it is. Where does romance fall on you and your partner's priority scale? Right at the top, we make an effort to do something romantic together on a regular basis. Mm. Somewhere in the middle, it's not always at the top of our list, but we do make sure to do something special together, yeah. etc. Or on the bottom of the priority list, after work, school, favorite TV shows, other responsibilities. Mm. Unfortunately, it's so easy to let it drop off our to-do list. Uh, romance was the question. Romance. Yeah, so I think that that if I'm being a lot honest, of long-time married people are about to answer it the same way I'm, you are. If I'm honest, it's the last one. Okay, it's that. The, it, but Aaron is much better at it than I am. Like for uh, for Christmas, she got this book that is like uh, um, blank dates or something like that. Like you open to a page and it's got yeah. scratch-offs on it. You know, how much do you want to spend on dinner? How many hours do you want to spend away from the kids? And then you like scratch and it gives you ideas on where to go, which is a really cool thing. So that would fit a lot more into the B yep. of that. Okay. Uh, but yeah, I, I think right now, unfortunately, because... You answered it like a lot of people would. Yeah. Uh, here you go, Ross. Your post-sex ritual usually involves Jeez. cuddling and falling asleep in each other's arms. That's not me. Okay. A few sweet, loving words or kisses, and then one or both of you falls asleep, or one or both of you immediately rolling over, falling asleep, watching TV, leaving, or going to get something to eat. I am, for the record, just so it's fair, and I'm answering a few of these, Ross, I am 100% the last one. Roll over, grab the clicker, turn the TV back on, uh, grab my phone, see who's texted during coitus. Uh, that's me. That's how I roll. Jump up, go get lemonade. Not really any cuddling uh, happening afterwards. We just cuddled. We we cuddled, cuddled amplified. <laughs> uh, yeah. So I, I, man, these are. This one is a good one because 
th- that answer's changed. Like a couple of these, it would you could you could snapshot your your relationship over time, and it might be each one of them at one time. Yeah. And I think this is one of those cases too, where at, at one point in time in our relationship, we probably did each one of these things. Mm-hmm. But like most married couples, and maybe maybe even most couples in 2021, you're right back frankly, to your Netflix show. You're aren't right you? back in. Yeah, yeah. You're, you're, yeah. Oh, my phone buzzed while I was doing that. It's an email. Or maybe I got an offer on that house. Maybe I. It's, yeah. 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 Which is awful. My wife has actually, and this is true, and and she'll hate me later. That's fine. But literally, like stopped because her phone chimed. I don't do that. Now, this is one that I don't do what I would consider what not to do in this situation. I've never been in the middle and been like, oh, crap, my phone just buzzed. Let me grab my phone. She has. Chime. Oh, let me just look over there real quick on the bedside table and glance at that phone, you know? Yeah, that tells you how much she's into me, Ross. (laughs) How much she's in the moment. (laughs) Oh man, I must have been really good that, that night. Exactly. That's when you're like, oh <laughs> boy. Oh man. <laughs> oh man. I'm just the like, lightning and the thunder, baby. Here it is. <laughs> or maybe, yeah, maybe no, maybe the opposite is true, right? Maybe I'm just taking too long because I'm a that's man. That's right. It is. Yeah, it's probably. She's crazy. like, it's been 25 minutes. Oh my gosh, that's what she's doing. She was looking at her phone because she'd been timing you. Absolutely. Okay, Ross, you roll over after a night of sleeping next to your partner and gaze down at him or her sleeping. Uh, her hair is tussled. She's wearing a dorky t-shirt and is slightly snoring and drooling. All you can think of while seeing this is how adorable she looks and how much you love her, how funny and maybe a little cute she looks, but you hate to admit it. It's not the most flattering look for your partner or how much you want to pull the bed sheet over her face. No, it's a, it, and then Katie laughed at it, but it would be a, I've heard you talk enough about Aaron to believe that answer from you. Yeah. There you go. Um, I went downstairs to check out my daughter last night because my wife was gone. I do that from time to time. And she had one of those looks. Like yeah. if it had been my wife, I would have pulled the bed sheet over. Face, snoring, mouth wide open, head tipped back, you know, all of that. I'm like, I love you and you're cute. But right now, not so cute. I've even, uh, I have, I had a video. I think I deleted it. Uh, Aaron did this weird thing one night where I woke up and she had her arm like straight up in the air. Like she was raising it to ask a question. Yeah. And I thought she was having a dream. Maybe she was just stretching her arm or something and it stayed up and it stayed up and I laid there and I kind of started to like giggle about it. And and then it, her, 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 like it started to do the, the old Hulk Hogan thing, you know, where it would like start to fade and drop, but then it would pop back up. Mm Mm-hmm. And I'm like, what is, so I finally pulled my phone out <laughs> and started filming this thing of her arm, like, again, she's laying on her right side and her left arm is going up in the air and then like kind of dropping and back up. And, uh, yeah, I thought it was really cute. Does really your wife ever do a sexy moan in her sleep? My wife made a sound the other day, like she was having an orgasm. I mean, she was sound asleep, but it was like, uh, no, I mean, she, and I looked over, I'm like, what was that? She's sound asleep. Must have been a good dream. Yeah. No, I can't say that's ever happened. <laughs> I think KK's shaking her head like, nope. You wouldn't know, KK. You've never heard yourself in your own sleep. So, <sighs> never mind. All right. Imagine, or, or, I trust hey, everybody that's listening. We're getting we're getting towards the end here. I can't wait for the results, Ross. Oh, there's, res- what do you mean? There's like results? You click these things yeah. in and it's going to yeah. tell me. Yeah, it's going to tell you. Uh, What's it going to tell every, me? I Which Star Trek character I am? I don't know. Here you go. Imagine your partner 
in the future. By the way, I guarantee you there's at least one couple that listens to our show together. That couple's going through these as we speak. There are girls. We know there's girls that listen to this show. Imagine your partner in the future. A little rounder in the middle, a little less hair on the top. That would probably be for dudes. And a few wrinkles. You would feel still as madly in love with him or her as you were during the first uh, the first cloud nine days of your romance. I don't know what that means. But anyway. Cloud nine days would be uh, like. It's, yeah, it's phrased yeah, weird. Yeah. I'm on cloud nine. Um, okay. A little nostalgic and kind of missing her former gorgeous self, but you would learn to accept her new flaws, etc. Turned off and hoping that she'll do something about it soon. All right, go through. What was the what was the scenario again? What's the question? You're again? imagining your partner in the future. And which and what am I imagining? You're still madly in love. You're imagining them fatter, balder, no. more wrinkles. You're imagining. So in this particular example, imagine Aaron in 20 years. Okay. Okay. You're still madly in love. A little nostalgic and wishing she looked like she would look today, or turned off and hoping that she will do something about it. And <laughs> no, I, 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 you just said you like to, I, I don't know. Maybe a, it was pre-recording how much uh, you still like to have sex every day. Yeah. So and and it wouldn't, it wouldn't be the turned off. Uh, yeah, it's not the turned off. It would be a, a, yeah. Okay. She should listen to this Ross. No, she shouldn't. Okay. She'd hate they talk about any of this. Uh, yeah, she would. Animal kingdom relationships can reflect human relationships so well, which of the following Prank. Furry, fluffy, or slippery species. Praying praying mantis gives the best picture of where your relationship <laughs> stands now. Okay, what where your relationship stands now, Ross? Okay. Wolves, they have a monogamous relationship usually until death death parts them. Bears, uh, there's little commitment between partners. They are generally promiscuous and don't have long term relationships. Or emperor penguins, couples are faithful to each other at least for a little while until they find someone else they like. And this Jeez. is one you should just lie, Ross. Just, <laughs> just go. I don't know your personal business. Just go ahead and lie. I mean, I for for what wolves. Wolves, it is wolves. Ross. Wolves. All right. I would. I would say wolves is honestly the right answer because we've been through enough. If we were emperor penguins, we would have found other mates. If we were bears, we'd be hibernating in different dens. Yep. Yep. I hear you. Okay. When you think about the future, is your partner a major part of your vision? Absolutely, I can see us together. Um, sometimes my partner pops into my daydreams about my future at some points. Rarely. I may or may not have a vision for that's my future. Because uh, I, I, I would say A, but Aaron never pops into... I don't daydream necessarily about my future. Like, I'm not... I don't sit around and go, okay, in 10 years... You're a realist. Where am I going to be living and what, what's my house and my car? I don't, I, don't, I don't think about that at all. Okay. So I can't say that Aaron is in my daydreams about my future... But when you think future, you see her. She absolutely. Okay. Uh, man, some of these are good. I think we've got about four left. All right, here you go. You're out shopping by yourself when you run into an old flame. And she is still smoking hot. You can feel your heart skip a beat as some of those feelings for her come rushing back. Your old love is actually, uh, your old love is actually single at the moment and makes, oh, them, talking about them, and makes a bold suggestion that you hook up tonight. She doesn't know that you're in a relationship. How would you respond? I'd politely decline, making it clear that I'm in a relationship and happy. After wiping the jewel from my mouth, I'd decline. <laughs> there is no way I'd risk messing up my current relationship. <laughs> it would be a real mental tug of war. I would definitely be tempted, but I'm not sure whether I would take 
a bite of this Listen, delicious I, temptation. It, I don't I don't think my wife would even be upset with this because I think this would be her answer too. <laughs> That'd be hard. Though the the last choice, by the way, I wouldn't even hesitate to say yes and take it as <laughs> a sign that things with my current partner are not meant to be. <laughs> take it as a sign. I went to Walmart, I ran into a chick I used to know and I'm taking it as a sign that to bang you. Yep, that's one of the choices here, Ross. <laughs> so I think can I, think, I get can I guess for you? Yeah, I, all right. I kind of gave. It I would I would say after wiping the drool from your mouth, you decline. There's no uh, risk. I, although although I'd say although B and C are kind of the same. A right? mental tug of war, and I don't know that anybody sees the right should answer. feel badly about being human in that right. moment. And I'm not talking about doing it. That's a totally different thing. I'm talking about that man. This girl wants to. Do what with me? Yeah. And, you and know? Mark, and where are you and your wife in that current cycle of yeah. from honeymoon to cold shoulder? Because that that can affect it too. Like if all of you haven't gotten lucky in a long time and all of a sudden some smoke show that you used to run around with or used to have a real thing for and, and she's like, Hey, opportunity. Yeah. We could do this thing and I'm and I want to do this thing. Yeah. I think if anybody's being honest. That, you, that would be a mental tug of war for a moment. You'd have to go, God, I want to do this. That animal instinct inside of you would because be like... Because you're human, Yeah, Ross. that animal instinct inside of you would be like, yes. I mean, what? We haven't cussed in this one, have we? I don't think so. Are you trying to ruin it? No. There's the there's, there's this thing, it, again, it's an Oren Claff deal. I've heard, uh, I've heard Joe Rogan talk about this, and I know a lot of... I think even uh, your boy, Tony Robbins, talks about mm-hmm. the this... Sometimes it's called the crocodile brain, the lizard brain, the yeah. animal brain. Mm-hmm. The first thing that we think about. And as men, we kind of go through this instant filter when we see something. Can I? You're talking about the sex. Can I Can I eat it? Can I mate with it? Uh, can I kill it? Or, yep. can, or better yet, can it kill me? Because yep. if it can kill me, then I have to kill it. Um, yeah, so I think that it, you, you get caught you get caught in that real quickly. Like in, in that moment that what your brain goes, can I sleep with it? Yep. So therefore I should. Therefore I should. I probably should. And that's using your alligator brain yeah, only. That's that's right. That's right. And you, and so that's why I say it's that mental tug of war. Sure. And, you know, I could, I could see myself being led by the hand out of that Walmart and having that little voice in my head going, hey, you don't want to do this. Yeah. Yeah. That's called uh, common sense. <laughs> kicking back in all right ross ray home stretch here you go oh my gosh we have more questions four, I, four more that's what, it. what's it gonna what what sort of answer am i gonna get here is it gonna give me a score is it gonna give me i think it's it gonna I, say, I think it's likely gonna tell you if you're with your true love or not which golden girl i'm supposed to bang yeah which which flintstones character you are yeah, you, <laughs> all this build up and it's gonna say you're barney rebel no explanation at all <laughs> right, congrats exactly. ross now go use that in your real life <laughs> All right, you and your partner are facing a serious relationship problem, one that could potentially cause a breakup, and she suggests that you go together to see a counselor. How would you feel about this? I'd agree wholeheartedly. I would do anything to save the relationship. I would hesitate, hoping to find some other way to resolve it. I'd absolutely decline. We pay a shrink to tell me some psychological mumbo-jumbo, uh, blah, blah, blah. Or I wouldn't go that far to save this relationship in the end. <laughs> Jeez. It's probably, yeah. Jeez. So we'll skip D. We're going with A, B, and C here. A, B, and C. Uh, have you ever been through counseling, Mark? Uh, personally, not couples. Yes. I would tell you that it is... Um, and by the way, before people go, Mark's been in counseling. 
Uh, I recommend I, counseling I think for it's everybody. A great idea. I think it's a great idea. Having somebody to talk to occasionally yep. that isn't going to immediately snap to a judgment because they've been with you for twenty years or they've got a, uh, some vested interest in you yeah, or you. you know whatever. It's like someone that's supposed to be independent to say, well, you know, talk. Sometimes it's good just to talk. Yeah. This is the the really hard thing about going to couples counseling is that if you're going to couples counseling, it's probably because both of you have screwed up at some point. Yeah. You, you, you're both not handling life and the situations the right way. It's not that both of you were, uh, you know, uh, stepped out on the marriage or both of you are guilty. Both of you have done something to yeah. get you to that point. Yeah. So when you walk into a couples counseling session or walk out of the couples counseling session more specifically, somebody has taken the brunt of the blame in a, in, in a lot of them. Good counselors do everything they can to make sure that they keep that fair and balanced line and actually help. Somebody walks out direction. feeling maybe more of a but winner than a loser. Somebody walks out of there going, "Yeah, I that was a great." They counselor. validated me. Yes. Yeah. That was a great counselor because they saw my point of view. Do you know what the other person's thinking? That person. We're sucks. never coming back to this yeah. person ever again. Yeah. And I agree with you, and I think it'd be much better to work on things independently. Yeah. Yeah. Face so, your issues and then I would, come back so to them. I only, I, I'm, I, that's a long answer for me to say. It's either A or B in that answer. I mean, I would I would absolutely run to it, but that caveat to it is I've I've done that too, where we've run to it, and then you walk out of there, and Aaron and I have both been in those positions, in in, in each other's shoes, where I went, oh, finally, that's the person that's going to save our marriage, and she's like, we're yeah. never going to talk to that yep. person again, and then and the exact opposite would happen a week later. So you would hesitate, but hoping to find some other way to resolve the issue. I think that's it. Okay. Um, and this is funny because talking about counseling, sometimes no, not, no get, get, I, I'd encourage counseling, Mark. I would encourage. Oh, me it. too, man. Before yep. before you're like, let's throw this thing away yeah, or whatever. So but it's funny, like not all conflicts are major conflicts. This was an example. My wife and I were talking about this the other day. Um, in fact, we were talking about it. I think when you were around, and and it was about something simple. It was about uh, clothes on the floor, and I don't care about that. I'll take stuff off and then I have four and kind of lay it next to the bed. And the next morning I'll get up and I'll walk away and I'll leave them there. And it doesn't, it doesn't bother me. And for years and years and years and years and years, it bothered my wife. Please pay your clothes and maybe I'll do it for a couple of days and then I'll go back to natural state, mm -hmm. which is not caring about that. And she had to get to the point where in her mind she had to realize, okay, there's some good traits about Mark, but there's also some bad ones. And one of those is he doesn't care about his clothes being on the floor. So we can either move forward with me hating him over the clothes, or I can just pick up the clothes because ultimately it's bothering me. I don't like seeing it there. I like the floor to be clean, etc. So this doesn't happen every day. Sometimes I do take my clothes, but if I don't and it's bothering her, she'll go pick them up versus hoping I pick them up or waiting for me to come home to yell at me about it, whatever, right? It's You got to find these conflict resolutions and some couples have almost none and some couples have 30 of them, right? Find resolutions to each one as they come up versus looking at them in their totality and saying, we're doomed. Our whole relationship sucks. I say, I don't know if your whole relationship sucks. Maybe you just have 30, 30 instances of clothes being on the floor. Yeah. Right? Right. Solve some of them. And maybe start, some things will start to get better. So there, I just saved everybody a shrink appointment. Boom. Uh, okay, three, three left, Ross, before oh you party rubble. We're right there. Your partner needs to leave the country for the next six months. Okay. For work or school. And due to your circumstances, you can't go with her. Okay. How would you deal with it? I discussed the idea of seeing other people. 
What? And then see and, and then see whether there's still a spark when she gets back. Oh my god! Now keep in mind, under this, some people aren't married. Obviously, I'd, br- I'd break things could off. You imagine your? Could you imagine your girlfriend? Yeah, I think we should see the. Like, well, you know, I just I don't think I can go that long. I know, I'd break things off. Makes no sense to continue being together if we're separated for that long. I'd stick it out as best I can, but if someone else comes along, dot dot dot. I'd wait for her and work out a long-distance relationship. Absence makes the heart grow fonder. Or I'd move mountains to go with her if I had to. I'd, it'd be worth it even if I faced personal or professional consequences. Uh, it's that second to last one, the one of it's, it, it'd be worth it. The long-distance relationship would be worth it. I mean, but again, we're obviously in a different starting point than... Uh, and technology has changed too. Easy to FaceTime people. Much now. easier, yeah. I mean... Yeah, I, that's that's a no-brainer to me that it would be you'd you'd if you can't go and she has to go, then you make it work. Okay, right? I agree. I agree. That's hilarious. Well, especially if you're married. I would love it if a, if one of my buddies was like, uh, <laughs> "I got to go to Thailand for six months," and came home and told my wife, and she's like, "We need to see other she people." Said we, <laughs> she said we need to go on a break. Commitment. Way to go. All right. Your oh, this is a fun one. Your partner has a serious but potentially curable issue. She needs a kidney transplant, and her doctor has found two good donor matches: a stranger and you. This is I don't even know what the answers are here yet. What would you do? <laughs> okay, what would you do? Keeping in mind that with one kidney, you'd need to make significant and lifelong changes to your lifestyle, including cutting out alcohol and smoking, eating healthy, taking medication for the rest of your life. There's the question. Why would you even need to ask? I'd willingly give my partner my kidney. It's a no-brainer. I donate my kidney to my partner, but kind of reluctantly. I guess it's I guess it's what others would expect of me. After all, I donate my kidney, but make sure to remind my partner on a daily basis about about the amazing gift I've given her. Hey, how about or, that? How about that sweet breath you're or, breathing? I wouldn't donate my kidney. It's a major sacrifice that I don't feel would be worth making it for my current partner. The idea of going as far as giving up the organ puts things in perspective. Now, here's the thing. Here's the here's the thing about about this question, right? They have two good donor matches. It's, you're not the only one, right? So I don't know if you're wrong for going, well, <laughs> crap, maybe the other person should give you their kidney. My answer was going to be, is the other person on the organ donor registry? I know. Because seems like he's, he's, he's they're he's, willing, they want to. He's found what he was looking for too, right? I he know. Was, they want to be helpful. It's kind of like, and I mean, unfortunately, that's not one of your choices, my Ross. Argu- my argument with my wife would be, Hey, both of us walking around here with one kidney isn't going to do either one of us any good. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. One of us. I know. One of us should be at full strength. See you, Bensie. I kind of completely agree with you on that, Ross. <laughs> All right. But we need an answer here, Ross. I would completely give up my kidney. Okay. Last question. Awesome. I, I peeked ahead. This one I don't, I don't uh, again, you can go ahead and lie if you need to. Would you consider your partner as the one? Absolutely. This one's a keeper. Maybe. She is certainly miss right now, but whether or not long-term remains to be seen or not really. I don't think we're meant to be together Hell. for that forever kind of thing, at least not from my current perspective. Now, with this being said, we've both had this conversation before. Yes, we have. About soulmates, yep. okay? And, okay, I'm going to be very clear here. Love my wife. Don't want to leave her. Family. All of it's good, right? If my wife today came in and said, I listened to your podcast and I hated it and I'm leaving, and in six months, I don't know how long divorces take, but in six months, I'm divorced. 
I know myself well enough to be that I could maybe go on a few dates with maybe a couple different people, say, I like that one, and we get along great, et cetera, and probably get married again pretty quick. This whole, like, there's only one person on the planet for me, I just don't believe that. There's almost 8 billion people on the planet. Right. Uh, I, so. so that goes into this question a little bit that, of course, you could marry somebody else and say, that person's awesome, et cetera. It's not your journey now. You're with your wife. But so is this a, it really comes down to, well, I don't know. There's three choices. Absolutely. Maybe. Or not really. Aaron and I have talked about this. So again, this is one of those things that if, if she does listen to this, this is not going to offend her. Cause I think some married people are going to hear this and be like, Oh my God. Our, my answer to this is the B it is like, and it's so bad because again, this this is obviously meant. These last couple of questions are meant for people who aren't married. Correct. Of she's Miss Right Now. That's that's what I'm going to put in her Valentine's Day card. <laughs> Thanks for being oh, Miss Right Now, baby. Um, Aaron and I have talked about this that the absurd notion of a soulmate that of the billions of people on this planet, you happen to be born within a certain geographic distance. You happen to go to that person. school. You happen to, you happen to, to whatever. Yeah, right. My best friend happened to work at the same American Eagle. Now, is there God? Is there is there yeah. fate and all that stuff? I'm not, I'm not questioning any of that. I just think that you can fall in love with people. Okay. And, and, and you're not I, by you're buying into we end up marrying the people mostly that, because of circumstance. Absolutely. That, that brings us to geographic yes. locations at certain yes. points. Yeah. It's where our parents chose to take jobs and give birth to us. Right. That led to I was born at Mary Greeley Hospital in Ames. My wife was born in Mary Greeley Hospital in Ames. We grew up yeah, if you'd been three born, miles apart from right. each other, if you'd been born in Laramie, Wyoming, and you we were, never meet, you, you're right, and and your souls would still be fulfilled, and all this other stuff. Yeah, okay, and, and then so not to downplay love and all that. I, I think it even makes it more important and, and and cooler that it wasn't something that's preordained. It's something you have to work for. It's something that you have to attain. You can't, it's not given to you. And that, so I think it's a lot better to say, no, this is not, I didn't, I didn't walk into the room and all of a sudden I was standing in a, in gold flowers. No, we had to plant these things. We had to get really dirty to get these, to get these flowers to where they are. And that, that makes, I think that's, that means more. So we went with the middle one. Yep. And now I'm trying to get, uh, tell me I'm not Wilma. Uh, Tell me I'm not one. No, hold on. It's asking me a bunch of questions. I've got to check. I don't want to answer so we can get your score here. Oh, you, oh, you, you mean that there's other questions here? You just didn't want to do them? No, they're, they're questions of like uh, biographical questions. They're trying to get info on me. Oh, screw them. So I chose I don't want to answer to all of those, which it allowed me to. All right, Ross, we have an answer. Oh, my goodness. Okay, give me a, is, is, it, is it a number answer? No. Is it, a, is it, a, is it like an essay? All right, here you go. Is this going to cut me? Am I going to feel... Is this, this going to be like when Katie called me? All right, so steps? it says your personality type, and then... I'm not going to like this. Uh, so it says this love test is loosely based on the theories of a well-known psychologist, Robert Sternberg. Sternberg can lick... Who hypothesized that love operates in relationships in three ways. By the degree to which there's intimacy, passion, and commitment in a relationship. Intimacy refers to the degree to which you feel a close connection and bond with your partner. Passion encompasses physical attraction, romance, and sex. 
Finally, commitment takes into account the desire and willingness to remain monogamous and loyal to a partner. Your personality type, Laras, is progressive love. Okay? It says, note, based on your responses, this is the type that most closely matches you. Please note that for your fit into a typology may not always be a perfect match. You could, for instance, share a few commonalities with one or two other types. Blah, 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 blah. Okay, progressive lovers. Progressive can, lover. Cannot quite be pinned down. They have the potential to turn the relationship into a loving long-term one, but currently it does not have any strong characteristics, whether positive or negative. The ingredients are there, emotional intimacy, passion, and some desire to commit, but nothing seems to be solid at this point. This can either be because the couples in progress are progressing through the getting to know you stage and still have some things to learn about each other, or the couple's already in an established relationship and have come to a crossroads, not sure where things will head next. It could also be that the couple has settled into what they consider a good relationship, even if it doesn't contain all the ingredients to a perfect degree. After all, love doesn't have to be perfect. If both people are satisfied with where their relationship stands at the moment, then there's no point in fixing what's not broken. As their name implies, progressive lovers still have the potential to grow, create a deeper connection, and let romance and passion bloom. The advantage over other love types is that they have all they need to make things happen if they wish to bring the relationship up to the next level. They may just prefer, though, to go with the flow and let things unfold at a natural pace. So, congrats. Sounds kind of like a horoscope. On being a progressive lover. Now, here, let me ask you this. Okay, this makes me think of this question uh, before we shortly get out of here. Okay. Uh, horoscopes are one thing, right? Every day I pick up the paper and I read what's supposed to happen to me. Okay, that's one thing. And a lot of times I'm like, to those. Okay. Have you ever done the Enneagram test? Numbers one through nine? Enneagram? No. I know KK's done Enneagram. I've done Enneagram. My wife's done Enneagram. I'm an eight which I think is the challenger. Each one has definitions. It's a, it's a, it's a personality. Correct. My wife, yeah. I think, is a two, which I think I'm, I'm uh, I think it's the peacemaker, etc. But you do those because you answer questions like we just did. In yeah. this scenario, what would you do? Blah, 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 blah. And then at the end of that, you read, this is who you are. I've done enough of those to know that a lot of them are, are spot on. They really, really, really define who you are. And, and a good friend of mine, um, uh, Adam Carroll, who, who's big into this and has done a lot of this work, would know it so well and know me that without me saying, I'm an eight, Adam, he would look at me and go, you're an eight. I know you're an eight because this is what eights do. This is how they act. This is how they talk. This is whatever. So there is some truth to that. And I'm not saying it has anything to do with the stars or the planet alignment. What it has to do is our DNA, Ross. It's what makes us who we are. It's what makes us confrontational or non-confrontational. So it makes us loving or non-loving, touchy or not touchy, smart or dumb. We're all made up of this stuff. There is a code. There's a DNA code in all of this. And it's not like, oh, well, that person's a 13 that doesn't exist. We've never seen a human being like that. We all kind of fit into these boxes. See, that's where, you, that's where you'll lose me. Okay, and that's You think where there are 13s? I think that there are 4,665s. So you th do you think there's people, so there's nine personality types. Yeah. You think there's people <laughs> that, can that can answer all the questions and nothing works. That's hilarious. There are nine for personality the, types. For the, for the Enneagram. 
Correct. Yeah. You yeah. know, I took the one that I took that was the groundbreaking and it was a revolutionary. Yeah. And it was going to open your eyes and it was going to uh, streamline all of corporate synergies, right? Yep. It had like four. It's a pretty good four. Colors. So, so there's ones yeah. that's colors. There's ones that's letters. I'm an I. I'm an AI. I'm an IO. And then you find out that there's like, you know, seven personality traits on that test. It's like, holy cow. These, these scientists are so smart that they went from four colors to seven letters to nine numbers. This is perfect. This is perfect. I feel like I'm sitting in that part of uh, uh, there's something about Mary where the guy's like, no, man, five-minute abs. Yeah. Five-minute abs. You go to the this video is, store and the, you look at the, the industries. And I'm sorry that minute abs. I'm, I'm sorry that you have a buddy that does this because I'm going to kill him here. He doesn't do this, by the way. He's just into it. And I have friends that are into horoscopes and tarot cards. Okay. Yeah. Um, this is absurd. It's 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 a, it's insulting almost to say things like, "Well, there are nine personality traits." What do you mean in this room? Because <laughs> I've got four of them. Yep. And and I could fill out that test on Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday, and I bet I'd come away with a different number two of those days. Yeah. Okay? Because I'm going to answer the questions differently based on my mood and, and well, what's let, happening. Let me, let me challenge you for a second. Okay. All right. As it, as it applies directly to what we do, which is sell real estate, okay? So if I told someone another test I've taken is the color one, mm-hmm. okay? And I've told people before I'm an orange. Yeah. Okay? <laughs> yeah. My wife is more of a green or gold. I always mix those two up, but... Blue is artistic, and uh, they draw, they sing, they want to act, right? Okay. okay. Oranges are spontaneous, yeah. and uh, what if you're a spontaneous singer? There's and there's some mixes of those, right? Yeah. But let's just say you take the test, right? You have two, you have two clients that you say before we go look at this these houses this weekend. I want you guys to take these tests, and they do so, and it turns out that one is a blue, a solid blue, according to this. And the other one's a solid green, okay? Okay. So what that will tell you about these people is that, in general... They're yellow. The No, oh. no. In general, the blue is going to be much more in tune to feelings, and the green is going to be much more in tune to things like dollars and cents, square feet. They want you to run the comps exactly, to know exactly what they should pay for this, Right. In theory, a blue is not going to care. They're going to walk in and go, I love how this house makes me feel. I love the curb appeal. This kitchen is so pretty, right? A green's not going to say those things. They're going to say, Ross, I need to run the numbers. I need to get me the best possible deal. Now, you've done real estate to know already there's, they, there are these types of people. Absolutely. Some are deal-focused. Yep. And some are, I can't miss out on this house because it's gorgeous. It's exactly what right. I'm looking for. Right. Right. The green's not going to say that. Yeah. Well, if the numbers don't add up, I don't care how much I like the house. I'm not going to buy it, right? So with that being said, you would have to acknowledge that there are types. No doubt. Of people. Yes, there are. Right? So I don't know that, and I understand, a, I understand what you're doing. I don't know that you can number be on dismissive the of it completely. I'm not dismissive of it completely. Okay, what I, I'm dismissive of the finalities that try to come out of these things. Of, there are nine personality traits. No, there are not. There are four personality traits. Wait, you just said there were nine. There are seven personality traits. Hold on, now I'm really confused. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so that's my point, is really smart people have tried to, here's what this is, Mark. Here's, I, this is what this is at its core. It's smart people trying to leave their mark on the world. 
It's smart people that are saying, hey, we can, we're going to figure this life thing out. We're My wife fig- was the helper, by the way. We're going to figure out this. And I, and, and I believe that. And I'm True. sure that... I, just called her the, I think I called her the peacemaker. I'm sure no. that that description of her fit her well. And I'm sure that the descriptions that you read fit you well. We could also pull up a horoscope at the end of the day and go, wow, that nailed my day. And then all of a sudden you'd go, oh, wait, I read uh, Virgo and I'm a Pisces. All right, we're going to figure out which one you are on this program you don't believe in. Here okay. you go. All right. all right, the reformer. This is just one sentence long, okay? The reformer, the rational, idealistic type, principled, purposeful, self-controlled, perfectionist. Sure. Okay, no, you're okay. not a perfectionist. Okay. That's okay. out. All right. The helper. Weren't I, weren't, I, weren't I a lot of those other things before perfectionist? No. The, we're looking for the, the best the per, match. Okay. The best match. Okay. The helper, Ross. Yeah. The caring, yep. interper, interpersonal type. In, in, Demonstrative, generous, people-pleasing, and possessive. There you go. Yes. Possessive. I, I, I don't think we're there yet. Okay. All right. So, okay. The achiever, the success-oriented, pragmatic type, adaptive, excelling, driven, and image-conscious. Absolutely Damn not. Damn right. Oh, wait. You are not number three. <laughs> Not I'm three. not successful. No, Damn. you are not image conscious. We just talked about <laughs> no. this. I don't care what people I don't, think about I, how I that's look. That's true. Yeah, none of that. Absolutely not. All right. All right. The individualist, the yeah. sensitive, withdrawn type, expressive, dramatic, self-absorbed, and temperamental. No, you're not self-absorbed. I'm some of the. See, this is the thing. I'm some of each one of these things. But if you have an if you have an automatic rule out like self-absorbed, okay. no, dude, you're All not. Right. You're not that. Okay. The investigator. The intense cerebral type, perceptive, innovative, secretive, and isolated. Maybe. Secretive and isolated, I'm not, though. Maybe. Do you like being alone? No. Hate Ever? It. No. I want to be around people all the time. All right. Uh, okay. This one we're going to come back to because I think I might have it. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Mark stumbled onto one. The enthusiast is the busy, fun-loving type, spontaneous, versatile, distractible, and scattered. But, oh my maybe. God, that's that maybe. one's pretty close, maybe. right? Maybe. All right, now here's me. Okay, you tell me if you agree. Okay, or not the challenger. All right, the powerful, dominating type, <laughs> self-confident, decisive, willful, and confrontational. Yeah, you agree? I agree. I agree. Those those describe you well. The peacemaker is the last one. The easygoing, self-effacing type, receptive, reassuring, agreeable, and complacent. That's the peacemaker. Boom. That's me. Okay, this is the one I thought that I saw that I'm like, hmm, what okay. about this one? All right. Um, the loyalist. The committed, security-oriented type, engaging, responsible, anxious, and suspicious. Now, keep in mind, not every those, trait's a good trait. Those fit. Those all, those, those fit. You know, yeah. I would say, based on you, I would say loyalist is a maybe I really, you. I feel like I heard, like, four of them that I was like, yeah, this Peace, seems... Peacemaker? That, seemed more, that one seemed right. Maybe. The one that you said that you pegged me with, that one seemed right. Now all that stands between us and the answer is you going on the old computer and taking Man, this test. Man, we did these at the radio station a couple of years ago. Yeah. And, uh, <laughs> dude, I could, um, I didn't, I wasn't excited about it then because they told us that basically the idea was certain personality types were going to fit best in certain jobs. And I, I got a little bit leery. I'm like, well, what if I... Because I, I love... Well, I agree with that in that a blue doesn't want an assembly line job. Same thing. I, I don't every know. Day. I, don't, I don't know. I'll, sure. Uh, the the thing that bothered me was, what if, what if I'm an assembly line guy and I really like my assembly line job, 
And then all of a sudden I take this personality test and you discover that I'm a blue. Yeah. And now all of a sudden you go, oh, wait, Ross isn't happy in his job because Ross is a blue. And that's, that's a real, this is a real thing that happens sure. with these personality tests. Sure. You love your job. You're really happy with it. You like the mundane thing. But you know what? That day you had uh, uh, pico on your uh, on your taco, and damn it, you're feeling a little bit spicy that afternoon. So you fill out those bubbles a little bit different. Yep. Now all of a sudden your boss comes in and goes, "Bill, we got a problem. Yeah, we didn't know you hated your job. You don't like your job. Yeah. Well, I love my job. Well, and here's the other thing, Bill. You're really good at it. Oh, thanks. But we got to move you from it. Yeah. Why is that? Because you're a blue, and we need a green. Yeah. I do, under, I do understand where you're coming from. The other thing, going back real quick to the real estate aspect of things, would be the reason that you benefit from knowing, within a, a reasonable doubt, I would say, what that client is. Even if you have to guess, right? You're, they're not actually taking a test. You have to guess based Which on a conversation. What, that's right. Exactly right? right. But here's what happens in real estate. You start talking to that green gold that I talked about, right? The analytical, the money conscious, the one that takes two months to buy a car where I take two hours, right? You start talking to them about how did that house make you feel? And didn't you just love the curb appeal? Those are the ones that will call you later that day and be like, Ross, this just isn't working out. We decided we're going to go with someone that understands us a little bit better. That's happened before. We don't feel like you're hearing what we need. We don't care about any of that stuff. Tell us what the house is worth right? So there's value in simply understanding that because the way you'll talk to people will change. Yeah. It should change. I agree with all of that. I agree. I, I get, but to, to push back on the personality test thing, if you had people do that, if you had, if you had clients fill out these tests and then you went in and you said, okay, I know Mark is a fuchsia. So I'm going to treat Mark like a fuchsia. Mm-hmm. My point is no, Mark was a fuchsia in the moment he was filling out that personality test. We could go through that. Would you love, feel different if they filled out 10 tests? You could go through that same love test that you and I just did, and I wouldn't fill it out the same way. Yeah. Right? And Because some of them I was now, would, guessing would on. Would you come close on, vague. if you took them 10 times, we averaged it. Then, then you'd start to get closer to your real answer. Pro- probably, but at that point, it, couldn't we have just spent those 10 hours talking to each other, and you probably would have figured out who I was anyway? It's possible. And, and like when I'm, when I'm at a business or a corporation that I've worked for 15 years and a guy walks in and says, hey, we need to find out what type of personality you have. Yeah. You can't look at those things and decide. You can't reverse engineer this thing. You can't go, oh, well, these apply to Ross. I know, I know what type you are. You're the type that will throw the test away, not take it. I'm not taking your stupid test. I'm the type that's going to want to know why you're making us take the test because it seems kind of stupid. I agree. I'm sorry for making you take a test today. Oh, that's all right. I just think that I feel I feel like I, the, the personality feel, test. Feel like the personality test thing is a. I feel I feel like you're mad at me on our Valentine's Day. Episode. Yeah, right. No, the personality test thing to me is a is it, it's a it's a weird industry that I think has taken a lot of people on a ride. Speaking of taking someone on a ride, before we get out of here, I just watched a new documentary. I don't know the Nexium thing. Oh, dude. I don't know if you watched that or not, but now, you're probably familiar with which it. One, it. Which one? Which one did you was it on Hulu? Or uh, no, this was on HBO Max, and it was long. It was like a nine part yes series. Yes, but it's something interesting. I'm not gonna tell people to watch all nine parts because anytime you have nine parts of anything, they're Some gonna are bad. Their, yeah, yeah, they're gonna drag it, a little bit. This one does. You're right. But here's here's my my takeaway from it. Really, really, really. Well, not really, really, really. Smart people. Yeah. Intelligent people. Yep. Normal people. 
can really get sucked in to some messed up stuff. Yep. If they're susceptible or wanting something in their life. In this case, this was something that started, in my opinion, based on what I saw, fairly normally, right? They're talking about some of the stuff we talked about today. They're talking about limiting beliefs. Yeah, self-help. Self-esteem. Yeah, self-esteem. Yeah, right, right. Getting better. Yep. Asking for what you want in life. You know, a lot of things that people have probably benefited from. Somehow, it went from there, and then there became a subset of that where the guy, Keith... Uh, Ranieri um, started, you know, separate clubs within this entity. And now we start having things like people calling each other slave and master and having to calorie count and um, literally, can I eat 84 calories? Text to the master. Yes, you can. Can I eat 64 calories? Yes, I can. And it would slave even to the point master of master relationship. Master, right? master, may I? And yes, you can slave. Correct. Yeah. And then beyond that, um, the concept of collateral, right? I make a promise to you, Ross. I promise I'll do that. Now, in a normal relationship, that's enough. I said it. You believe me? That's it. In this situation, you had to provide collateral. That's what they called it to back up that promise. So, Ross, do you promise me that you'll do this? Yes, I do, Mark. I promise. Okay, now to, to secure that promise, you need to send me collateral, which is a picture of your dick. <laughs> okay. Oh, in, in 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 very real cases here, it was like it was nude pictures, nude pictures, nude pictures, right? or then, record a video saying how much you hate your parents or whatever, right? Because if you break that vow to me, now I've got something that I can release to essentially hurt you for doing that, right? So this, this community was based off this, ask a favor, I need collateral. Yeah. Ask a favor, I need collateral. And then it went so far as to branding. I wondered why Katie had been asking me for so many things. Lately. <laughs> I couldn't figure out what. Branding, Ross, where these women, these women would get branded yes, yes. With, with the guy's initials. They didn't know it was initials at first. They at first, it, they had to they, be turned yeah, sideways they to they see the initials. thought that it was some sort of... Uh, Mountain, river, stream, yeah, whatever. Right, right. That's what but it was. branded, literally, down by their by their uh, lady bits, a little bit off to the side of that. And these people are willingly doing these things. Smart, and like and, you said, Mark, they're smart people. Like, how do you get down that road? And, and this is something we both watched that I thought was fascinating. I, I don't know if there's a little Hollywood to this or not, but it was the push that we watched with... Yes, uh, um, Brown. Yeah, it's last name is Brown. Um, brilliant uh, guy, brilliant guy. Yeah, I'm going to have to find it here. Go, keep going. But the whole premise of that show was let's put a normal person in a, a scenario where everybody else in the scenario is actors and they're all in on it and the scenario gets worse and worse and worse and we're ultimately going to have to get to the point where this person to save his own butt and other people needs to decide to push this person off the ledge of a building to solve all the problems, so to speak, right? It, fascinating. And this is within, what, two hours maybe? Something like that. It's amazing. So you walk it, into this uh, building and say, I would never murder anybody. Why would I ever do that in a million years to now two hours later because of all of these circumstances that have been piled on top of me, I feel like maybe I should do this. Yeah, it's incredible. And Dar- it's, Darren, and it's, Darren Brown. Darren Brown. And D-E-R-R-E-N. It, and it shows that at the end of the day, man, we're pliable we're we're subject to manipulation we are you know another example right all this stuff about q you got a lot of people now going i can't believe i fell for that i can't believe i was listening to trump i can't really, believe really i stormed really good doc about you know, that but I, I can't too. believe i stormed the capitol i can't believe all this stuff 
you know, I bought the fake news, fake news, fake news, fake news, fake news constantly until I believed that Mystic Pizza had a baby, you know, had a had a had a basement with kids chained to the wall. I believed, and you know, and and you and I separate conversation, but you and I know in the world there is bad crap that's yeah, happening. Right. There is pedophilia. There right. is all of that. But it doesn't mean every time you hear something, it's true. And just because it's on someone's radio show, mm -hmm. that it's true. But humans get to this place, I think, almost where they want to believe it so badly that they're willing Mark, to believe it. Here's the Pizza Gate thing is a fascinating look back when you, I mean, like there's revisionist history happening all over the place on this thing. And it, it is, it's crazy. It's an, it's an insane conspiracy theory that Hillary Clinton was holding kids in the basement of the Mystic Pizza or whatever the name of the place, Cosmic Pizza in, in New York City. Um, but if you, if you unwind it, it goes back to a more simple premise, which is that there was a pedophilia sex ring in New York with some of the highest most powerful people in the community involved in this ring, okay? And then, and then from that, take that two different roads. From, from just what I said there, that there's, a, there's a, 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 a ring of really powerful people that are having sex with underage kids in New York City. Take one road, it leads you to Pizzagate. Take another road, you're talking about Jeffrey Epstein. So there's this thread of truth and reality and all of it where, again, one thread in this giant tapestry of stuff where you go, see, there's the truth. That's where, that's where this thing stemmed from, where somebody was telling somebody, hey, there's this bad thing happening, man. These, yeah. these young girls are getting shipped out to this island, and then the telephone game happens, yeah. and all of a sudden it's not teenage girls. It's, it, it's you know, 10-year-old and, and girls. And what and helps propagate that is anybody can start their own YouTube show. Yeah. And if you've got a show, now there's some legitimacy to you, but, and then you're, you know, you're sourced in and yeah. I heard from whatever, and that person might not know anything. Or Mark, or just got bad information and thinks the world needs to know this because it's that important. And I, and I got this thing. And now here's the deal, man. You don't even have to have a YouTube channel. You don't have to be an influencer. You could be on Twitter with 700 followers and you post it out there and it hits the right string and all of a sudden, it's got seven hundred thousand yeah. likes, and it's and it's it's news all over. The I world. have not watched it. My wife was watching this recently, but it just reminds me of the culture we're in. It's it's a documentary about somebody that intentionally sets out to to take somebody that's not famous and essentially make them an influencer, quote unquote, famous on Instagram. Wow! And they do it through uh, faking photos on fake jets, not not real jets, just a set that looks like a jet. Um, making it look like they're in tropical locations that they're not. Um, all of this, and ultimately, it does get to the point where brands are saying, will you talk about my brand? Will you whatever? And this is nothing. There's nothing happening here. It's incredible, here. man. It's all fake. It's, it's all smokescreen. And a lot of what we're, we're buying into anymore is just fake. It's just fake. It's not, you know, Trump was right about fake news. A lot of it is fake news. That's, again, there's that conspiracy theory that comes from that. There's, some, there's a thread of truth that goes through that. I mean, I listen to a podcast that is a news podcast. It's the New York Times Daily. I listen to two of them, so I'm, I'm, I'm confusing two of them. I listen to an NPR podcast on a daily basis. I listen to a New York Times podcast, both very liberal. Literally, after four years of hand-wringing about every single tweet and thing that, that Donald Trump did, which some of it was awful and horrible and nasty, but hand-wringing every single day, 
the last couple of weeks they've they opened one show literally by popping bottles of champagne. <laughs> Nothing to see here anymore. Yep. Nothing to see because normalcy is finally back. So now we can go back to talking about J Lo's haircut. Yeah, and and that is so. There's that again. Was Trump a great guy? Nope. Didn't vote for him. <laughs> Didn't like the guy. Never liked the guy. Thought he's a charlatan. Think he's a con man. You know, one thing I will admit's kind of nice is, uh, you know, you can extrapolate this out and maybe it's not, but it's nice for the last three weeks. How much have I heard about the president? Nothing. And that's nothing to that he, point. He's, right? he's not on Twitter. He's not right. doing it. You know, it's like nothing. Right. Right. He's doing things here and there, but he's not the subject of the news exactly because of what he tweeted today so it is it, it does feel refreshing i guess in that sense I completely agree and i think that it's just different in a way maybe part of the plan <laughs> possibly possibly time will tell all right everybody thanks for listening hour 14 ross way to go um thanks for listening everybody uh go home and kiss your boo if you've got one it is valentine's day on sunday we'll be back next week and probably get ourselves in trouble Another episode of Jump the Shark is in the books. Ross and I hope you had fun with us and we made your week a little better. If you love the show, you can help the show. Please subscribe to us wherever it is you listen to your podcast. You can also show some love by telling others about Charterhouse Real Estate. We have made it easy for you to talk about us by charging sellers a lot less commission. They will thank you for giving them our name. We truly appreciate your support and we will talk to you next week.